Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey you guys, it is Thursday the 2nd of December 2021 and welcome back to the Steel Wars Hyper Chat. I am Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars and I am joined by my cat Jerry who's just jumped up. Jerry, say hello to everyone. This is good audio. If this, if you're on the audio podcast, hit now and you can see a, an Ewok cat. It's um, exceptional. And um, we have got a guest, Corey, for uh, this week. It's from the Star Wars Underworld. It's Dominic Jones. How are you doing? Hey, I'm good. I'm I'm excited to be here. I can, um, yeah. I just saw Corey recently, so I still feel like I can uh, embody his essence really well for uh, oh, for the a- show today. You've had a recent taste, yeah, <laughs> of that fine wine. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Wait, how's this? Speaking of Jerry, one of one of Hawes's friends did this Ooh, for me. That's it's, awesome. Jerry is um, Wicket the Ewok. Just that's fantastic. Sick. But um, you also had a, a sweet sip of Saunders. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Um, we we got to work in the um, the Scum and Villainy Cantina. Yeah, on a a dark and dingy Tuesday night. (laughs) Yeah, that is that is the most um, cantina esque time to be uh, going out. Is a a Tuesday night? It feels appropriate at somewhere that's based on the Moss Eisley Cantina. The uh, yeah, it was it was good times. But I do (laughs) I I do admire you know you you love going to all the cons. You know that's Mm -hmm. where we've spent most of our quality time together around the planet, and. You've had so much pent-up conless life for the past 18 months. Do you just get a whiff of San Diego Comic-Con? Yeah. You're, you're on a plane out to California. Yeah, that's shockingly accurate <laughs> way to describe that that trip. Yeah, because it was basically, uh, basically it's been uh, almost exactly two years since I've left here. And I don't mean the Millennium Falcon. I mean where I am now. I've I've barely been outside of Toronto for two years, and so when that, that, that's a green screen joke to everyone just listening <laughs> to the podcast. Yes, so yes, we should explain this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I've barely left for two years. So I get an email one day from San Diego Comic Con saying, "Hey, we gave you a press pass for Comic Con 2020, which didn't happen. So would you like to come to our sort of mini event this November?" And, and as thanks, we will fly you out and put you up <laughs> in four-star accommodation with easy walking distance to the con. If only uh, that's if only that part were true. <laughs> <laughs> if only, if only. But yeah, basically, I got that email. I'm like, 
screw it. Let's go. I've, I've missed this. I, I, I haven't been down there. I haven't seen all my friends uh, down in, in Southern California in forever. And I've missed cons. I've missed San Diego Comic Con. So let's go and, and see how it is. And, you know, as we got closer and closer to the con, it became clearer and clearer that it wasn't going to be San Diego as San Diego Comic Con as we knew it. But it was still fun. It was still fun. It was a much more scaled down event. Um, this is probably the least amount of time I've ever spent at Comic Con whilst at Comic Con because you kind of saw it all in in one day. Uh-huh. Um, but it was it was still a good time. Like I, I have no regrets about this trip, and uh, I was very glad to see you, to see Corey, and see everybody else down there. It was it was a great it was a great time. Well, it certainly was a surprise to see you, Dom. But a welcome one. Bang. <laughs> yeah that's uh that's how i felt about it too <laughs> yeah no nah, it was uh it was good time so um like was there hasbro there like no there was there was no hasbro there was no sideshow there was no delray publishing no lucasfilm I no lucasfilm there. booth like the the only like regular star wars booth that was there was um kotobukiya uh, uh okay. and they the had uh, yeah, yeah, they had some like uh, they had, mainly they had a lot of Clone Wars and Bad Batch stuff there, mm-hmm. and they had just like this little corner, like it was a real tiny, tiny booth. Um, you know, some of the some of the like um, there there were some toy companies that came and brought their big like presentation, their big um, displays, but none that had Star Wars. <laughs> So was there more space then just for wild independent retailers to to peddle their vintage wares and stuff? Yeah, yeah. There there was the the size of the show floor was like in terms of the amount of space it took up with maybe about two thirds of what it normally takes up, but it was also it was more spaced out to allow for you know physical distancing, social distancing, that sort of thing. They did and, that at my target as well. Oh really? <laughs> they, they took out all the middle display things. Oh, so now you just get to enjoy wide open play, wide open so space. Yeah. Um, and, like also, if you want to have plenty of space to roam, go to the Star Wars section because that's got. Like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a big empty, yeah. empty spot just, where that used to be. Maybe let, there's don't there's let one. Don't scare you. There's <laughs> like one baby Yoda just sitting there, uh, uh, and everything else. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so it was, it was like that. And, but yeah, it was mainly like independent retailers. There were a lot of artists. Um, there were a few like empty tables where they clearly wanted to have more there than they did. Um, I and then brought, you should have brought the banner dog. I should have, I should have brought the banner and just set up and nobody would have, nobody would have said anything. That's the other thing. I'm sure we could have just set up the banner and just they sat might, down. They said that banner set up very poorly. Yeah. <laughs> they would have said, Hey, why are you using duct tape here? Why don't you have something to hang it from? I'd be like, well, my friend from Australia isn't here. So you can't, you can't set it up properly for me. What are you going <laughs> to do? What are you gonna do? Um, I did get like, I was, cause I, I was like, Oh, let me know if it's like good. Mm-hmm. And I might drive down. It's about like three hours each, like each way. So it's a it's a commitment. Mm-hmm. And um, and 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 then I got reports. It was like, yeah, it's what it's just like a comic con. Yeah, you know, it's not San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. Well, here's here's how you can tell that it wasn't San Diego Comic Con as we knew it. Hall H, which is where they do the big movie presentations and stuff. The place that you and I, you know, we camped out for overnight for for force awakens vaguely remember vaguely yeah jj abrams bought us donuts if you can believe that um 
that I've got, was I've got, the, I've got the sugar, just the sugar somewhere. Yeah, that space was used for badge pickup. All right, so <laughs> I um, Jackie like really wanted me to go. She wanted mm-hmm. me to miss it, like because she just knows that I, I miss it so much. So she, she she was like really like um, you know, making sure she had Harry covered for a day, and she was really. And I, I just said, ah, oh, I just don't think it's worth it. So I'm just going to, we can just hang up here. And she's like, are you sure? Are you sure? And I said, okay, well, put it this way. Dom said they're using Hall H for badge pickup. And she just went, oh, <laughs> okay, okay. Because she did it as well. She she did the sleep. Yeah, yeah. And so I, when, when, when I walked in there to pick up my badge, I'm like looking around like this is so wrong. I shouldn't. I shouldn't be able to see Hall H as anything other than this giant space for 7,000 people. I didn't earn this. <laughs> yeah. Should have had to camp out overnight. Yeah. The one time, the one time it looked and felt like Comic-Con proper was on the first day when everybody was lined up to get their, uh, their vaccine card checked. Because that was the one time the lines were like going like all the way down the convention center both ways. So that, like when, when I first saw that on Friday, I'm like, all right, it's looking like Comic-Con, feeling like Comic-Con. Then once you got your, your vaccine checked, you got a wristband and then it like cleared out and it just looked like so there was there was an event happening at the convention center, but it wasn't the monstrosity, the best sort of monstrosity that San Diego Comic-Con well, usually what a, is. What, what a shocking time travel event that would be. <laughs> but you've gone forward in time two years mm-hmm. and this is giant line at the front of san diego comic con you're like oh that must be for the new um mm-hmm. ben solo black series exclusive <laughs> and it's like oh no we, we just want to get vaccinated like we've just got to prove that we've been vaccinated yeah <laughs> shocking yeah. um now we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about today i i, I do but before we get to that i'll, I'll mm. run through we're we're, we're Tamira Morrison's talking Filoni, Boba Fett. We'll talk about the um, the ramifications to the story of uh, Star Wars canon with Rangers New Republic bailing, uh, the Haslab Rancor debacle, <laughs> and then we'll close it out with um, that dude at the end. And if you've ever want to be grateful that you don't have thousands of dollars to spend on a on a disneyland uh hotel star wars <laughs> hotel um that, that dude will do it for you so <laughs> we give thanks to him <sighs> um oh nice modern sketches drinking some fine wine and watching mm. some steel lords so tell you the, do the, it the fine wine we drink in our house is um Snoop Cali Red by by Snoop Dogg himself. I was I was wondering. <laughs> I was wondering. Mandalorian season three guest star Snoop Dogg. Snoop. Um. Although I don't think we'll see anyone from the the dog family. Mm, it's true. I think um I think we've had our last of the dogs. D O double G's. I mean, of course. Um. Before we get to that, you went to Galaxy's Edge as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was, um, the rundown. Well, it was, it was a lot of fun. I finally got to ride Rise of the Resistance, which was something that I've wanted to do 
since, you know, before <laughs> Galaxy's Edge opened. That was always the thing I was most looking forward to. And so I finally got to ride it and I managed accidentally to have my time, my the timing of my trip work out just right where I didn't have to do the thing where you wake up at 6 a.m. to, you know, join a virtual oh. line and, you know, maybe get in, maybe not get in. Th that, that same week that I was there, they decided, all right, we're just going to start letting people line up. So I just went to Disneyland oh. when it opened, went Thank right to God. Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. And literally, I walk into Galaxy's Edge, and there's this line. I, I walk in at the other end of Galaxy's Edge, and there's this line stretching all the way from Rise of the Resistance. Vaccination cards? Uh, no. <laughs> no, no, none of that uh, at, at Disneyland, shockingly, um, and a little disappointingly. Um, but uh, you get in the... Pleased! <laughs> uh, it's good to know that Corey's here in, in spirit. Um I get in this line and these Disney cast members are coming by saying, this isn't a line for anything. Get out of this line. It's not a real line. And I'm like, I'm well, that sounds like uh, BS if I've ever heard it. So a bunch of people did get out of the line, but I'm just staying in line. And I stayed in line for about 15 minutes. And then somebody walked by with a big sign that said end of the line. And they walked past me to the where the end of the line was. I'm like, okay, so you were just trying to, I don't know what you were trying to do earlier when you were telling us this is not a line. And then the and, line. And, and Dom's just standing at the end of the line just going, this is why we do it. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was uh, saying. Um, and, and so just stayed in line. It was, the line was about 90 minutes and then got in and got to ride it. And it's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Um, you know, all the, even just seeing the sequel trilogy cast members again, uh, in action as, as their characters, um, and, and just the experience of like, you know, getting to, to to go on this ride and having the Disneyland staff like be in character and like really in character with you like the ones that uh, are first order officers they like they stay in character and they you know they're trying to get you to stand in the right place and they are doing it in bad British accents but with a lot of conviction and in a way that you want to listen to them <laughs> I always listen, listen to a bad British accent <laughs> Um, now the, the ride, like it mm -hmm. kills me. I, I haven't been on it. I, mm -hmm. I went to like a preview day of the whole park, but that wasn't ready to go. Right. And, and I did have like the magic experience of walking up Batu at night mm -hmm. and there was no one else. Yeah. Like we were there like till the, the bitter end till they really scurried us out of the little test day. <laughs> but, um, like from what I hear, it's, it's, I don't know if it's the Star Wars, like it, the Star Warsing of it as well adds mm. to this, but it's like getting rated as like the best ride ever. Would you, where do you sit on that one, Corey? Corey! <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know. Uh, you idiot. Sorry. Um, I, I wouldn't rank it as the best ride ever. <gasps> it's a lot of fun, but I think if you stripped the Star Wars away from it and you said it was just a generic like space adventure thing, I don't know if I would quite be as in love with it as I am, say, the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. 
uh which is, is the guardian of the galaxy ride just the elevator ride yeah the yeah and i love like that ride. One better? i love that that is my favorite you ride better than that yes oh that's not good for that ride then well up like, and down? i love that i love that sort really? of ride is my favorite sort of ride like i like i love i love disneyland as an experience i love going there but the rides are for wimps as a general rule yeah wimp wimp <laughs> And I want, I want like rides that go fast, that make you feel like you're going to be sick. Like the, the two best rides in my opinion are the guardians of the galaxy up and down thing and the Incredibles roller coaster with the loop de loop. Cause those are the two where I'm like, those are real rides. The rest of these are cool experience, are cool experiences, but I, I would rather have like a, a proper ride ride where you feel the wind well for me not in your hair but you know i would if i had any left uh and and where you just you feel the the, the speed and the adrenaline through my <laughs> yeah um i so i i i'm just takes his shirt off and, and just and he just feels it through his chest hair <laughs> i got a picture for everything so. yeah really um so I, as an experience, a, a tr like as an experience, as a Star Wars experience, Rise of the Resistance is incredible. Like it's so much fun from, you know, seeing the hologram of Ray at the beginning to you know interacting with the Disney staff uh, to the part where you are actually in like the, the the car that's driven by the droid and you're being chased by the by the First Order and 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 everything. And there is like a little bit at the end where you do like a mini version of the drop of, of the Guardians of the Galaxy thing, but it's like. Oh. So like a, a, a pitiful like tiny little bit of it oh. <laughs> uh so it's an incredible experience and and, and i you know I, I went and lined up to do it again after i got off like it was that much fun uh and i would certainly go again when i'm there but how if you want me to if how long did it take you to get back on uh it was about it was about 90 minutes both times no way yeah That's yeah not bad. yeah it wasn't too bad wasn't too bad. The second time, because I, I went later in the day for the second time, so it would maybe have been more like 75 minutes, but it was, you know. And, and, and so just to be clear, yeah. that, that the buzzing a spot in the morning is completely gone. As far as, at least it was the day I was there. Uh, and it seems like they're, they're done with that. It, on the app, I was looking at it to see if I needed to do it, and they said, we might bring it back if we feel we need to. But it, at no point on Monday uh, when I was there, did they have that for either for the Rise of the Resistance or the Spider-Man ride uh, in the Avengers campus? Okay. Um, Ash says that they can't hear me that well. So I've, I've moved the microphone closer and turned up my volume a little bit. How do I sound to you, Don? You sound fine. Yeah. Right. There you go. Don't say I, um, you know, don't listen. <laughs> don't say it i, I won't I, don't. oh did you go on the spider-man ride or did you just I, go to... i i did yeah Ooh, yeah you had a big day yeah i, I this yeah oh yeah oh yeah i want i had i mean like i just said my two favorite rides are in the other park so i had to i had to uh at the very least go and do those ones um but uh yeah it was uh, the, the spider-man ride was cool the only uh the only downside of that was it broke down right before i was supposed to get on it so i spent ages in line for it um, but it's cool. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's like a, a shooting game, except you're doing, you know, you're doing Spider-Man with your, with your hands to shoot webs. Wow. Yeah. 
for graphic um, retelling. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> like I just saved myself 150 bucks. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was quite that good. Uh, um, should, we, should we talk some Book of Boba Fett, Don? Yeah, let's talk about it. Now, um, I am... I, I I feel like I just have to make peace mm. with that. I, I I'm gonna love the shows, but I'm going to not like the lead up to the shows. Yeah, um, same. Because like, because I sort of I, I was thinking about today, and I'm just like, well, this is just how they're gonna do TV. They're not going to do any, um, you know, any like character work before. The, the stuff comes like like a film, do you know what I mean? You get introduced yeah. to all the characters and stuff. And um, you know, some some people love it. That I, I I tweeted this out the other day, that we only know like two characters' names mm-hmm. confirmed in the whole show. Um like there's no but I I, I guess this is how they're gonna do TV. It's like we've got we've got one or two characters that we'll let you mm-hmm. know is in this show. And then after that like you've subscribed anyway, so like it's sort of like this reverse. Pro- like they're going to deliver with the material, and that's yeah how they do it. Yeah, it's. I feel like they were on this trajectory anyways when it comes to the marketing. Like I feel like with every movie from Force Awakens until Rise of Skywalker, there was less and less and less of it. Because like with Force Awakens, it felt like there was something every couple of months from about uh, you know November 2014 until it, it actually came out in December, and it, whether it was you know little teaser trailers or um, you know it, pictures in Entertainment Weekly uh, or, or anything like that, like it felt like there were little bits here and there that that kept us going, and you know it was at Comic Con, it was at D23, it was at all of these events with celebration, uh, and and it was it was a really like it was constantly it was there all the time but at, at the same time there was also this narrative that was beginning to form around that movie where people were saying oh i don't want to see any of that i i just want to go in completely blind i want to go in and and have my experience my first experience with the movie be like it was back in 1977 where i didn't know anything about star wars and i understand that that rationale it's not how I want to do it, but I understand it. And it felt like the people who market the movies internalized that. And with each movie, you got less and less and less and less and, until, you know, Rise of Skywalker felt like, you know, they were doing some, but not as much as they could have or should have. Uh, and then um, and, and then with the TV side of things, it's it's even less. There's a shorter lead up to it. And yeah they're they're keeping it as as much of it a secret as as they can and i you know i don't i i'm with you i'd i'd rather have much more i'd rather see more trailers more pictures like the pictures in empire magazine they're cool but they're like just the trailer like you could yeah it's, <laughs> I, I i think that's it's more just it's treading water it's yeah like here's the clip and now he's essentially still images from the clip mm-hmm. like but um yeah, it just feels like because it's maybe it's a different, um, like it's a like a different type of income where mm-hmm. you're trying to get everyone to to go see this movie on a certain weekend. Yeah, to get this big opening, to where with the streaming services, it's sort of like an ongoing rolling sort of yeah. thing, and like it's 
it almost is like, yeah, well, the show will deliver and that will keep people. We just have to get people to watch the first episode. Yeah. And then, um, hey, are, are you watching the Haw Hawkeye? Yeah, I just I just binged the first three episodes because the first two dropped while I was away, so I wasn't really focused on on that. Yeah, I, so I sort of watched the first one, and I was sort of working at the same time, but it it I don't know, it just didn't it just didn't grab me. Yeah, it it's like I'm I'm enjoying it. Uh, it's not going to be my favorite Marvel thing. I, I I think the best thing Marvel has done in in years is is WandaVision. Like that was so weird and out there that like that was the show that I was waking up at at uh, you know or I was staying up till you know three in the morning to watch new episodes of it. Like it was Mando season three sort of thing. Um, it it, it looked uh, it, it it was cool and but the other ones just haven't quite um grabbed me in the same way and, and hawkeye is just kind of continuing that it, it it's good i'm enjoying it but it's not getting me uh it's not it's not grabbing me in the same way that a star wars show does um debbie says episode three is damn solid okay all right i liked all the other ones like loki yeah. and and the winter soldier one you know they're, they're yeah. very they're all very different mm -hmm. um but yeah, it, it seems like it's a different um, style just because of the revenue stream. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's like a different um, thing. Um, Debbie says, one thing Disney can do, they can market well. Well, I don't know. I was at Disney Plus Day and... Um, <laughs> and yeah, they... Um, they really dropped the ball, but yeah, I, I can't talk about it anymore. I it, can't. Yeah. I can't. Don't. Ultimately, what Dis what Disney does is they get people to subscribe to their stuff to go see their movies. Most of the time, Solo being a sort of a notable exception. So, like they they get their results. Um, I don't know if I agree that they they market things well because, like you, I'd I'd like to see more. I'd like to see, I'd like them to keep us sort of engaged at all times instead of us, you know, having to make it up as we go on. Like, I feel like I've heard more about Galactic Star Cruiser in the last year. Like that, like it's, there's been more updates about that than there have been about Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. I, yeah. I just, just, just be a little bit more open like, yeah. and, and put stuff on your site before Vanity Fair does or not Vanity Fair, but, um, Variety, mm -hmm. you know, give us yeah. the treats. Give mm -hmm. a, oh, Jerry, great shot there. Yeah, <laughs> like that's so good. That looks uh, like you photoshopped it. Like it looks like somebody created, you know, yeah, it looks like that. <laughs> Jerry's got his face just perfectly in the screen. If you're missing out on this, uh, on the podcast version. Um. But anyway, in um, this SFX magazine, these English magazines, oh. they seem to power on. Um, Fennec Shan, Ming-Na Wen, says, in the book of Boba Fett, there'll be a lot of exploration of the dynamics between Boba Fett and Fennec Shan, how they complement each other and what they get out of that relationship. He sees someone she respects and they definitely bonded with him saving her. It allowed her to realize that she might be better off not being solo anymore. She sees her alliance with Boba Fett as a very smart move. Mm. 
in the sense that she'll have somebody watching her back. I wonder if this is like stuff that's just her head cannon, or mm. it's like a scene that plays out. Like, um, I might be better off not being solo anymore, Fett. Mm. <laughs> right self. Yeah. Oh, that's like that seems like that was right out of the show. <laughs> um. And even though it might be extra baggage to have to align herself with someone else, the reward for her at that moment is greater. And you know, Boba died, or we thought he did in Salak Pit. So I think both of them share that near-death experience in common. They both have a vulnerability that they understand. That sounds boring. That's the whole show. <laughs> That's just the two of them sitting around going, hey, I'm vulnerable too. I'm vulnerable. Hey, Jarvis Palace is now a safe space. <laughs> yeah, everybody thinks that dinner that they're having where Boba's, you know, he says, you know, speak freely and he reaches for his gun. Everybody thinks that's like this intense standoff. No, he's just saying, everybody speak freely. Like there are no, yeah. there's nothing, what? there's nothing bad you can share here. Like everybody, everybody Bos- understands it. Bos- Bosk says he's been having nightmares lately. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. What are they yeah. like? Um, they ask uh, Tamura. Oh, it actually says in this, um, and it's hard to tell if this is editorial editorializing from uh, the writer, or this is official, but it says in the story, the writer also points out that Boba Fett's ship has been officially rebranded as the Fire Spray. Uh, its previous name was Slave One, and Disney has been taking it out of toys and merchandising for a while, eventually culminating in the current canonical rebranding. Now, I can only do one thing, and that's go to the Star Wars databank watch of the Slave mm. One listing. And it, it is still called Slave One. Yeah, this this whole Slave One thing is odd to me because nobody has said anything about it. It's just well, this is the thing. This is the thing, Dom. On the text here, Mm -hmm. you know, with all these quotes and stuff, it sounds very official. Yeah, right. But if you then think about it, it's like it's like this magazine writer in England, Mm -hmm. and you you think about it through that voice, like it's like um um. Um, Boba Fett ship has been officially rebranded as a fire spray. Like, do you know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. sound as um legit. Yeah, governor. Um, yeah, it's 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 in a... your blue milk, governor. <laughs> Fresh from the streets of Sussex, there. Sorry. <laughs> sounds like we're sounds like we're back at Celebration London. Um, it's uh. uh it's just it's so odd because they they changed the, the the name of the toy but all of the toys have generic sounding names like that and yeah well i i think it's like like i don't think it's happenstance that it's gone off the toy right do you know what i mean like i don't mm-hmm. think it's like that it just says x-wing or it just says typhon yeah I, I like i i do think it has been taken off the toy sure because they don't want the word slave in the target aisle yeah um sure. And, 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 oh, well, to the whole thing, right? Mm. If they just decide we're not going to call it Slave One anymore, anymore, this is my opinion, 
Mm-hmm. We're just going to call it fire spray or just not mention it. Like it still has not been ever mentioned. Yeah. It probably has in Clone Wars, but yeah, not maybe. in like a live action. I'm sure they had to have said it in Clone Wars. How could they resist? Yeah. yeah. But um, if they go, hey, just um, just to avoid any undue, like, you know, reflections on our Star Wars brand, we're just going to call it fire spray. Who cares? Like, yeah. it's just like if... If that's if someone's going to be caused offence by a name of like a toy or whatever, like let's just just change it and move on. Yeah, like it, yeah, it's not absolutely. it's such a, a ripple. Um, uh, absolutely, and unless you've sort of got other intentions and the whole like oh disrespect, oh over the legacy, oh blah blah, it's just like it's absurd. Yeah, it, it's just like let's just if if, if something that is. It's just such a little thing, but it's mm-hmm. gonna. It, it, it's like offending people. Then it's like let's just yeah, just change like, it. Yeah, like it's it's like I, I assume you're against slavery. <laughs> that's that's a good assumption. It's like a good okay. assumption and an okay. accurate one. All right. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm dumb. I wasn't. I wasn't asking you. I was asking the internet. Right, I know you right. are. I've, I've yeah. seen you. I've, I've, I've seen you. Free many slaves. Um, <laughs> yeah, you've, you've told Ben Hart he can he can leave the booth for now. <laughs> oh yeah. my God, Ben Hart! I've got to yeah. give a shout out to that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he just put out this photo, just released, dropped it, leaked of, of his upside down family car all smashed and yeah, um, and scary stuff. He, he yeah. got away with pretty light but his, his mom and dad are a bit banged up and, and they're um i have to say they are the nicest mom and dad i've ever hung out with at star wars celebration yeah accurate um, accurate uh yeah yeah no it, it's a real scary situation there for, for a minute with ben but yeah really glad that him and, and his family are all right and the picture is just i mean if you want to if you want to see something that'll frighten you just go on his twitter and see that picture it it's like standing on a coke can, mm. empty one. Yeah, empty one. Um. Anyway, back. Yeah, Ben. Yeah. Uh, heart mm-hmm. goes out to you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um. May you be barbecuing for for days to come. <laughs> yeah. The uh, article continues. One of the show's biggest challenges might be to keep the decades-long mystery around the lead character, and that was the reason many were apprehensive about even making a project centered around Boba Fett. Morrison addressed the issue. I, um, yeah, I, I don't actually think that was like a big concern. Like yeah. we're going to make this show and say, like, oh, "I've got to keep him mysterious." Like <laughs> I, I, just, I honestly, I, I think it's more the interpretation of they're going to keep the character like legit and have backstory to it rather than like, we've got to make sure like you're making, it's, you're making a show. Yeah. Seven episodes. Yeah. You kind of put him under the spotlight. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Sorry. Go Dom. Well, it's just, it's another one of those things where it's like, people have always said like, Oh, the, the cool thing about Boba Fett is he's mysterious. He's mysterious. But uh, you know, this is a character that they've they've fleshed out in a lot of things 
previously and they've tried in the past to keep that some some people have tried to keep that mystery some people have just gone all in on on fleshing out his, his story and i i think at a, at a certain point you kind of just sort of got to go we're if we're gonna do stories about him he can't be a mystery anymore we we gotta let that part of the character go which was part of the character at one point but if you're gonna do a show like you said you got seven episodes he can't be mysterious for seven episodes that that just won't work yeah. <laughs> um, there will be a number of answers, teases Morrison, some long-winded answers and some short and sharp answers. Interesting. Some, some colourful answers. Does that mean well, they're going to be swearing? Because that would be sick. Well, see, I, I thought that's just him confirming that the show is not, in fact, in black and white. Ah. Uh, we're filling in a lot of gaps. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I wonder if that's a hint to the Sarlacc. Yeah, that's sort of the one that's like, you kind of got to do that one. Um, or in the case of Darth Maul, you don't. <laughs> you just sort of say, yeah, no, he's back. Um, hey, oh, wait, I just got to know, Devish, what do you strongly disagree to? Um, because if it's me, you're dead wrong, and I don't, I'm not even sure what point I just made. Um, uh, I hope you're talking about Dom's um, love of the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> probably probably <laughs> or maybe um devish is just like on some ayahuasca or something and jerry's talking to him oh yeah yeah you know jerry's revealing dropping uh dropping big secrets for uh for everybody that's uh... oh, okay devish says having a main character completely shrouded in mystery for seven episodes sounds absolutely fascinating uh yeah, yeah, but you at the end of that you have to reveal something about him. Like the the fun of the to, to me the the fun of the mystery is eventually finding out who who, who this person is. Or finding out something, finding uh something cool. There you go. Um it is it, it, you know you think oh Boba Fett is, is shrouded in mystery. So you know there were no stories about him outside of empire strikes back for a while so you could imagine these things you could imagine these cool this cool version of boba fett because he was just this guy who was on screen really briefly in empire and, and jedi and then you but then you move him into a show you want to yes you want to have some mystery around him for the the run of the episodes but at some point too much mystery um I think you you reach a point of diminishing returns where if you don't give some answers, the mystery yeah. um, I, overwhelms you and just sort of becomes yeah uh, and uninspired. I I also have to like it does, um, you know, it might sound fascinating to some, and that's like that's just your the way you like stories. Mm -hmm. Nice stretch, Jerry. By the way, right in front of me. But, he's, but he's managing to leave enough space for you to still appear in the picture. Oh, he's a pro. He's yeah, been yeah. podcasting for years, Doc. Longer than you have. Oh, I believe um, it. The, the, um, yeah, if your money's on the line, like, it's a much safer bet to tell, like, flesh it out. Make it rich with Boba, like, um, backstory and reveals and, and stuff like that because you want, like... Like, I, I just don't think it's a good strategic thing to be artistic with this. Like, these shows, they just have to be straight bangers and, and kind of, um, I don't know, like middle of the road. 
I, and I don't mean that's a bad thing. Like, but when you think the middle of the road is Star Wars, mm-hmm. like it, it's sort of, I, I don't think they're going to mess about with um, like flighty ideas right now. Like, like, do you know what I mean? Like even yeah. with, with Kenobi, they didn't like, oh, we'll do a story about him on Tatooine and it's true. It's like, no, we're just going to do what's going to make the best show. Yeah. That, that, that barely fits within the canon. <laughs> But like yeah. I'm, I'm up for it. Like, do yeah, you know yeah. I mean? like I, I'm doing my um a pre Darth Maul it where I'm mm. like, don't think that that's not my mindset of what happened. But yeah. win me over, bad boys and yeah. girls. Like yeah, like if you, if you said to me, what should a Kenobi show look like, just within your own imagination of of what a Kenobi show should look like, it would be him on his own on Tatooine, just like having you know visions and and trying to grapple with the fact and thinking back on his life like he would never leave his little hovel there except for you know uh, maybe go out and see luke once or twice but if you're making a show for everybody you gotta have him fight darth vader of course you can't not do that that has to happen so i i yeah you, you gotta do the thing that's gonna be uh most interesting to most people and and that's that's where we are and and so otherwise, otherwise you're gonna have like some thumbnail of ewan mcgregor <laughs> red laser eyes, red laser eyes um, yeah. kenobi yep. snore fest and a big red circle yeah it's, um yeah too boring um <laughs> we don't listen we're, we're on disney plus we have no time for introspection right? <laughs> yeah no time yeah no time now what what's your dream book of Boba Fett flashback? You know, I it's you know I I I don't, I don't want to go on about it again. I do. Um, <laughs> you know, when he changed his costume, that's when I and, and then they announced the series. I'm like, that's there's flashbacks for sure. Yeah. Um, what what's your what's the one that you'd be like? Uh, you know, really really sweating for. Really hanging out Oof. and just willing to yell. Please. Sorry, I, I, I had to vamp there for a second while I scrolled down to that clip. I was like, how long can I drain out this sentence? What are you going to do? I. This is this is always a tough one for me when people ask me like, what what do you what is your like sort of dream scene? What do you want to see? Because I I don't know. I want something to be. I want something that I haven't thought of. That's what I want to see. And so, you know, what what do I want to All see? Right, do I, this for me then. Yeah. Don't think about the side. <laughs> Just don't okay. think about it. Gone. Don't. Forgot. Like the end of Ghostbusters. Yeah. Don't think Just about it. Out of my brain. Uh, yeah. Hey, hey, how's this? I only found out like this week that the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is not a real character. Wait, he's not? No. What? He's not. I guess what I've been told by an American. Well, Americans never lie. There's one, like, there's a little marshmallow dude that, like, uh-huh. that looks like they might have parodied him. Okay. But it's like Stay Puft Marshmallows. It's not. Not a thing. Not a thing. Can anyone in the chat confirm? That is, uh, uh, I, like, I always assumed it was a real thing. But I, I, you know, honestly, it makes it makes sense that it wouldn't be a real thing. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, 
Weird. Because, you, know, you know, a lot of things, especially in, like, where we were in Australia, um, like, a lot of times you didn't know if things were real or not because mm. we didn't get all the American candy. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think it was, like, Reese's Pieces in mm. E.T., and I was like, I don't know if that's real. <laughs> and then in 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 Seinfeld, like Juji fruits and Junior mints and like um, all that stuff, it was it was like, mm. is that real or not? Is that real? Right. Twix was real. I knew that mm. one. Mm-hmm. The Pillsbury Doughboy. Did you find when you would then go to America and you'd see the candy selection, were you more excited about it or were you disappointed in it? Oh. Um, so the first time me and Jackie went to New York together, there's like mm-hmm. one of those newsstands, like you know, mm-hmm. little New York booths. Yeah, yeah. And um, they had Juji fruits, and so Jackie was like thrilled. She goes up, and she goes up and goes, "Oh, I'll get a packet of Juji fruits, like from Seinfeld." Like, and, and the guy was so, uh, like, was <laughs> disgusted. <laughs> and she's just wearing, he didn't care, he didn't care. Oh, heartbreaking heartbreaking well see i the the one thing I, I i dislike about going to america is that i find canadian candy is way better really? like just oh yeah there's way better options there's way and and it's like just a canadian kit kat versus an american one is like night and day the american really? ones oh yeah the american ones are so much cheaper like they're they're not as good it, genuinely <laughs> uh i wonder if they're like the australian ones then because pe- well, jackie always says there's a difference in the chocolate but i don't yeah yeah. yeah. Um, Devish Twinkies, I wasn't sure about. Mm. Um, but I think I then I saw them in another show. And, you're and like, I was ah. like, oh. Or if they all could have been part of the same universe. Yeah. <laughs> There's like cigarettes. There's like red striped cigarettes or something that are in all the Quentin Tarantino mm. films. Right. Um, now, my cat Jerry is... Um, in front of my other screen here to not be able to read out the next story. <laughs> um, oh, so yeah. So you haven't got a dream flashback. No, I like something. I, I'd maybe like to see some, something more of him, you know, rising through the ranks, like in the, in the early days, like as a real young person, like in the, in the uh, dark times, so to speak. I tell you what would be cool. This one mm. I just thought of is um, we see them all, all the bounty hunters, like, talking and then getting into their ships after the meeting with Darth Vader. Mm. Just some uh, no, special I, I, edition I, I, scene out of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, no, that's it. That's what I want. I want to see the right before Han and Lando and everybody shows up in Cloud City, I want to see Darth Vader and Boba Fett setting up that dinner that they're, uh, that they're inviting <laughs> Han to. I want to see like Boba, like you know, All he's right. he's got his like special settle special down, dish. Settle down, <laughs> Seth Green. Settle down, buddy. Details. Um. <laughs> um. All right. So uh, this is from Star Wars News Net, and they've got a new new look website. So props to them. Um, I didn't know what was happening when I went to the website today. I was. I was like, what? Uh, uh. And I was like, ah, new layout. There we go. Good for them. Nice. Um, Range of the New Republic not moving forward. This is from Empire. 
uh, ideas to be used in the Mandalorian and more Star Wars updates from Catholic. Okay, I should didn't I shouldn't have read that bit of the article, <laughs> of the headline. Um, but she says we'd never written any scripts or anything on that. Some of that will figure into future episodes, I'm sure, of the next iteration of the Mandalorian. Um, now, I think it's like this. They're, they're working towards their Mandoverse Endgame event. Mm -hmm. And Ant-Man's no longer going to be involved. Like, they're, they're not going to make the Ant-Man movie. It's like they're still going to head to the same apex. Right. But it's just like, oh, this character's not, like, or this sort of wing of it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that little puzzle piece and, and it will sort of, it'll evolve around it because it, they've obviously, um, you know, got some concept for this, uh, yeah. this peak. Yeah. I, I'm curious to see how they, how they do that. Cause I, I was rewatching some of season two, not too long ago and the stuff they were setting up that was that, you know, upon reflection is clearly meant to lay the groundwork for, um, for Rangers of the new Republic. The medallion. Was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that all that stuff that it looked it was starting to shape up like it was going to be something really cool and really interesting and i i was sort of thinking like that there there was so much potential for that character uh that it 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 only reinforces my desire to see the cara dune character recast because i i think you, you gotta continue that story that story uh, was too interesting not to continue it's, uh it's a poison chalice I, I I know I I know why it it, it won't happen. Uh, I hate that it won't happen, but I know why it won't. But it it there there was so much there there was so much there that it's it's a it's a shame to lose it because the actor was a, a moron. Yeah, like like I'm so sure. What's the X Wing guy? Is it Paul Sun? Yeah, Paul Sun Young Lee. Yeah, yeah. Like Appa. I'm sure, I'm sure he'll have a prominent role in some part of the storyline. I keep seeing on his Instagram that he's flying back and forth between Toronto and LA. So uh, it's interesting. They're doing some interesting stuff in in LA these days with the Star Wars and you know filming stuff. But yeah, I, I think it's we're going to get the same endpoint and just the mm. the journey there um, is going to be. They, they were they were setting up interesting stuff with with Cara Dune and, and the fact that she's from Alderaan and 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 all that stuff and there there's more to be explored there and hopefully they find a, a place for those ideas that they were going to use with that character. Um, I'm not I'm not sad that um, I'm not sad that that Gino, Gina Carano is not around anymore. Like bye, like I don't care, get out of here. Um, but I, I I'm disappointed that we won't get to see those those ideas fully fleshed out because it was it was shaping up to be something interesting all right well, devish thinks he's uh filming the last airbender so well, not... he can he can let jump it, over let, let a dumb dream he can jump over from one set to the other real quick you know he can if they need him one day he's doing avatar stuff next day he's wearing an, a, a, an x-wing jumpsuit you know just he can he can what travel between sets what a life yeah. Now, as Lewis says in the chat, there's a rancor on the screen. <laughs> um, but we are going to talk about uh, a bit of rancor. Let's get a mm. fucking share this. Where are we at on this link? 
Hasbro Pulse Rancor. Now, if you haven't been following this, this is the uh, HasLab um, project that, why isn't this? There we are. I do know you have to go soon, Dom. That's all right. It's all why good. isn't this picture coming up? I see it. Oh, can you not hear me anymore? Oh, I can, I can hear you. Can you not hear? Oh. The hell's happened here? I, I can hear you and see the picture. Dom. Yeah. Dom. Yeah. Wait. Oh. I can hear and see the picture. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> Right there. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'll see if maybe a quick. Please, please. I don't know what's happened to my screen. I've. I've. I'm gonna leave the studio, then come back. Oh, I'm taking over the show. Talk now, Dom. Talking, talking, talking. Nah. I don't know if anybody can hear me. If you're in the chat, you can hear me. Shout it out. Let Let me know. Uh, 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 <laughs> otherwise, this is going to look really weird. Go Jays. Let's go. Let's go Blue Jays. Okay, so you can hear me. Okay, somebody was asking earlier about an uh, opinion of, of mine about the bl new Blue Jays signing, the new pitcher, uh, Kevin Gaussman. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm very excited about that. I'm sad that Robbie Ray left us. But uh, Kevin is, is a good... Uh, Good picture. I'm loud. Should I, should I whisper? Should I whisper instead? Can't wait for SW. Yeah, me, me neither. That's in like 23. I can't wait. For, SW is in like 23 minutes. <laughs> so still better get back so we can talk about this Rancor thing and uh, and uh, <laughs> and wrap up the show. <laughs> um, yeah. The one the one downside of, of StreamYard, just to go back to the thing of, of me being loud is that i you can't see the levels anywhere so we're left to kind of guess at it so it's good to know i'm trying to turn myself down a little bit maybe that'll that'll fix it but uh <laughs> there we go yeah he's gonna yeah it's uh just it's interesting stuff so I, I i haven't been following this whole rancor thing so i i was very interested to see what was going on there that i think that that could have been uh that there's something there's something interesting going on there. These Hasbro Pulse uh, or these HasLab uh, events always sort of feel very precarious. <laughs> I think the the Razor Crest was pretty like all right, everybody was on board with that, uh, but the the barge and now this, they 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 see, the barge seemed precarious for a for a minute there. And I I gather from what little I I've heard about the Rancor is that it, it's it's perhaps in a little bit of a precarious spot too but I, I hope they get it made it it looked cool it looked cool i wish i could have uh could have bought one but i uh i did uh i i, I did not and will not <laughs> which is probably why it won't sell out oh are you there i am i think ah uh, i've got um right there <laughs> i was trying to call in on my phone because i feel like oh, my god this is getting out of hand now there are two of them 
Oh, so that's what's on that shelf. Yeah, these are all my uh, bootlegs <laughs> from Hong Kong. Nice. That that uh, Chewbacca is something else. He um he's got a wide out chest. Oh, does he really? Oh, I don't. I'm not sure which square to look at. Yeah, neither am I. <laughs> I can't hit the button anymore. Oh no. Maybe oh, the battery's out of battery. Yeah. I'm gonna oh say no, it's just lighting up a bit red. But I think oh. he's got a group body. Oh, okay. Yeah. See what they can kind of see that in the arm. I've got to turn this off because it's why it's doing that. Um, there you go. I have no idea what happened then. That was wild. That yeah. I I you you went to share your screen. And eventually the Rancor popped up and I could see it and I could still hear you and you couldn't hear me anymore. It was uh, something but else. But then I, I call in on the phone and yeah. you're just like, it's like the, yeah. the most professional podcast has ever been. No, just take, it's just taken over. I think it's the one and only time there's been sports talk on Steel Wars. Oh, really? I, 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 you were talking about the Rancor when. Well, yeah, we did a little, we did a little Blue Jays update and then we got on to the Rancor. Ah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so it's cool that they've listened and that they've got they're, they're doing the Rancor Keeper Mel Carly. Yeah, but it's baffling that you were so off the the pulse. <laughs> eh? Yeah, yeah. Word play for the kids. Yeah, but um, that like. Your bonus figures were Luke Jedi and Salacious Crumb. Like, like Luke Jedi, of course, is like synonymous with the Rancor, but he's like Luke. that's definitely not the Luke Jedi that everyone's craving for at the moment. I, I don't think. Like, <laughs> like to, to not have the Rancor Keeper as like the first. Well, and Luke Je Luke Jedi is something that you can just sell. Like people will buy that Return of the Jedi Luke, no matter no matter what, even if you don't have a Rancor out. So just put that figure out for everybody. Sell some figures around the Rancor that people, even the people who aren't going to want the Rancor or aren't going to buy the Rancor, can get and might be in, into, and then use the Rancor as an excuse to make some of those, you know, rarer figures, those figures that are more niche, like the Rancor Keeper or Ula or you know, think things like that. So, um, Home says Rancor, no Ullah, <laughs> no Mullah. Wow. Your protest march must have been just banging. Um, I love it. But, uh, yeah, it just seems so off the boil that these are the things that are gonna, like, like, like they've tried to fix it. It's not going to get. It's not going to part. It's not going to make the thing. I think it's like five thousand something. It has to be nine thousand, doesn't it? Something like that. I I I haven't really followed it because I I'm not going to get it. So <laughs> yeah, but it just it's like it's a bad look for the entire Star Wars brand at that company that they are like. But like, they missed the mark so so clearly. So yeah, but like, their instincts are so off what people want. Yeah, it, you know, 
it should be very telling that the one that was the most successful was the Razor Crest. It was something to do with what's current now, with what people are excited about now. Uh, you know, that was that, that, that got more than the barge. Yeah, yeah. God, like, love the Rancor. The Rancor is awesome. That scene in, in Jedi is amazing. But why? Why is is anybody pining for a Rancor in in two thousand and twenty one? No, people are, are excited about Book of Boba. They're excited about. Uh, they're still excited about the sequel trilogy. They're excited about the Mandalorian. They're expi- excited about Kenobi. That there should be. You know, Hasbro is is trapped perpetually in this like original trilogy mindset, um, and they're only now beginning to expand a little bit outside that with some some prequel stuff. But you know, the the, the things that are going to get people's attention are things that people are hyped about now, or you know, don't already exist in some form. You know, there were rancors back in the day in the three and three quarter inch scale. So the people that wanted rancors that are um that are you know of the original trilogy generation they probably got them already in in back in the day um so why not go with something that's you know in the prequel era do pod racers or something or uh go with something from the sequels or or the mandalorian the things that are are uh, that are people are interested now and again razor crest was the biggest hit the the rest of them you know the barge just barely made it and it looks like uh the rancors no i i mean it it felt like it was kind of a last minute push i i think it got like i think it did pretty well okay but uh, either way it's looking like the rancor is going to be the the thing that's the the first has lab failure (laughs) which is a shame but but even so, the the barge had the excitement of it was the first one. It was also like one of the biggest things that Hasbro's ever made. All right, there, barge. Oh, maybe it did just get over. Yeah, I felt like it was. Oh, I don't know. It just says like backers five thousand plus backers target five thousand, but it like that can't be the amount of backers. Wait there, I'll see what the uh, race correspondence is. Oh, holy. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> so I don't know if, if someone can confirm um, that the slate, that I don't know, because the barge, it had a lot of. Um, like add-on things that people would get. Maybe they didn't add them on as tier things. I don't know. But the Razor Crest did twenty-eight thousand. Yeah, there it is. Oof. Um. Wow. That, that's that is exceptional. Now, um. But yeah, like I, I think you know they're both very valid projects and if you get to like if you get it like if they get to the we got it made stage then well that's it the people have spoken it's mm-hmm. a, it's a win do you know what i mean i don't oh, yeah like, for sure but i think with both of these like one was like a dream toy yeah and then one was like the hottest possible toy at that moment yeah um like the, the razor crest is that's the most epic star wars vehicle that's I don't know since when, but <laughs> Naboo Starfighter, like yeah. 
there's you know nothing out of the really out of the sequel trilogy oh yeah yeah sort of bloody power keeps going on and off on my laptop it's very frustrating um but yeah it's just i and i also think with the the rancor like in the pictures it just looks like a real deluxe version of one of the three and three quarter inch things yeah and the, i think the only way to really sell it is to have hey you're going to be able to have the rancor some bones uh rancor keeper it's the one chance to get that and all yeah. And 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 granted, maybe they don't want to sell an Ula, but uh, I don't like. Yeah. Like maybe they can't. Like maybe I I don't know. Like I sort of don't think it's a, a real blemish on you know. Yeah. It's, it's and, and if, the movie. if you want to do the tears and that sort of thing, like build up like a whole pit around uh, it, like have like something that that makes it really, um, really exciting uh as as opposed to you know making like like a lot of the things that are the tears should have just come with it like you were saying like, like yeah well, well, tom does say really exciting tom does say it's um it got almost nine thousand. okay that's, which definitely that's... jogs jogs the memory it's just their site has not got it like yeah. it just hasn't like because that's because it was on five thousand. i was like well it's not five thousand. Mm -hmm. like do you know what i mean someone on the, in the last second didn't go oh, i'll just buy the last 13 <laughs> to get it over yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody wasn't just sitting around. Mike Pappas. It's <laughs> <laughs> waiting for that that moment to buy the last five. Yeah. Um, you have to go awful soon, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we do have to watch this before mm. we go. Okay. Um I, I do want to just put this up for a second because it's a cool picture. If this Share screen. I hope this doesn't break the show again. <laughs> can you hear me? Uh, yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. I All got right. said this. Um, David Taylor. Ah, it's a Will Sliney cover variant for Star Wars Insider 2007 with Luke Green Saber ignited in animated form or, you know, comic book form in front of Jabba's palace. And I was like, mate, not a canon image. Got no interest in it. <laughs> um, I did see the Ahsoka casting. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I, Dom, can you tell us anything about that? A, a lady was cast. For, it, it just, it's sort of like, no, I, yeah, I, I got nothing to say about it, really. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, same. It, it looks, you know, that's the talented actor. Hopefully they're cool. They're good in Ahsoka. Like that's sort of all there is to it at this point. We wish you well. Now, where is this video? Can you, um, just while I find it, Dom, can you give a lead into what this is? So uh, this is this video that's been released to promote Galactic Star Cruiser, which is the like hotel cruise, whatever experience, Star Wars experience that they're opening this year at, at uh, or next year at um, Disney World in, in Florida. Where you basically check into this hotel and then you get to like role play as Star Wars for um, two days straight and they have this whole adventure for you. And so they put out this video to promote it with a, a guy who I guess is from the Goldbergs TV show uh, and one of the Imagineers uh, who, who designed this thing uh, walking through it. And it is an experience. Um, he's, not get, he's not getting any Emmys for this. <laughs> I... Uh, 
like I can't tell if he's supposed to be like in character or if he's supposed to be himself. Like I haven't watched enough of the Goldbergs to know if this is just supposed to be like his character or whatever. But it is. It is like some. Like it's a pa- it's like a parody of like a corporate clip. Yeah, it's <laughs> like his bits anyway. So, um, how much is it to go to this thing? It's like four thousand bucks. Something for absurd like that. People. Yeah, it's four digits at the very least. All right. So, uh, like, if you want me four thousand dollars, let's let's get some a higher level of presentation. Yeah. Hey, and Moral, hello there. Super excited to see what you're in the team for. We cannot wait to have you. What is he even wearing in this thing? It's he's acting like. I'll rewind (laughs) it. This is Corey arriving at the Funko booth. (laughs) And Moral, hello there. I'm super excited to see what you and your team created. We cannot. Like, did he just run there? (laughs) It's like, like, why is he? He might as well have turned to the audience and been like, oh, I didn't see you there. Like, Wait is... to have you aboard because Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser is a first of its kind vacation experience where you get to spend two days and two nights living out your very own. Those kids are. Yeah. Confronting. <laughs> it's like... That's like the Where most. Are we happy here? I'm having so much fun. Let me out! And two nights living out your very own Star Wars story. Oh, I'm just too excited. We we gotta go inside. <laughs> like it's a high end resort like yeah. it's the highest end of resorts and and this guy's doing pantomime with these uh it's got we gotta go inside oh i'm just too excited we we gotta go inside How, oh is this guy he could be 13 or 27 or 47 like <laughs> this time was for all the wrong and, reasons if people were all all upset about um, what's his face playing a teenager in the movie of Dear Evan Hansen, like this feels like like somebody playing like an eight year old when they're in their thirties. Like this is absurd. And he looks like an eight year old that's put his sweater on sideways. Yeah, that, that that sides it. Is that like a Star Wars vibe? I don't know. Yeah, that's what I like. Is this his normal garb? Or is he dressed did up? Some, yeah, did somebody dress him and go like... Because Star Wars doesn't have zips. Isn't that the thing? Yeah. No zippers, yeah. Welcome to the Halcyon Star Cruiser. Wow. This thing's wow. going to be amazing for clips, for future shows. <laughs> Corey's wow. going to be haunted. It's unreal. It's like I'm walking straight into a Star Wars movie. Except it's... He had to think... It's like I'm walking into a, um, uh, a lot of these, a lot of these theme park so, like, movie. <laughs> a lot of these theme park things seem like they gave the cast the script like a minute before they started shooting and said, "Good luck." There you go. And it, so, it is, it is similar to the tone of like the videos that you see upon entry of a ride sometimes. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. This is going to be the first thing you You see when you get on the Galactic Star Cruiser. In the middle of it all and in the middle of the action. And then there's activities you can do on here. Yeah, there are. There's activities. Can you believe it, Steel? There's activities. (laughs) 
Look at his face. He's just, he's like, I, he's pumped. Yeah. Um, <laughs> imagine getting on, you go, you pay, you go on it and he's next to you in the line to go in. He's like, I hear there's activities to do in there. <laughs> this still looks like it's like from a still from like a bad Star Wars parody on like a sitcom. Like it looks like this kid is the big Star Wars nerd on the show and he's having a dream and she's like his mom on the show and it's this like sequence of like uh like in Star Wars and a dream on an episode of you know the Goldbergs or the Big Bang Theory or whatever. Oh. On board the ship. The first one that I'm really excited about is lightsaber training. Oh my gosh. Here on the <laughs> Gosh. Oh my gosh. I have to go through and quit bridge. This we also invite all of our guests to do bridge operations training. And occasionally, this is where we can. Hit the. Can I. Is this going to zoom at all? I won't do it for me, but just watch his little, his little face, just as she talks. Only this is where we can go to hyperspace. <laughs> so we've really focused on making sure we have some of the best entertainment in the galaxy on board. One of which I'm... He does look like he's animated by whoever did Ezra. <laughs> he's got that sort of, he does look like he's about to trip over a, a, a box or two. So excited about is this pop star who is known throughout the galaxy for all <laughs> his like little moment of decision there of like the shrug of like i guess i'm going in acting how old is he what's going on i just popped through that i don't think he's old enough to drink I, I, this this bartender should be fired. <laughs> you should have tugged him on the back. Yeah. Star Wars reference. Look yeah, yeah. above and see the world slowly emerge before your eyes. Feel the swell as the moon begins to rise above the tide all around. Change. The weird thing about this is it's like trying to like give you your experience. Oh, and if you're listening to the podcast, you're lost. You're totally done now. Sorry, <laughs> we forgot. Yeah. Um. But there's like a twi'lek, a a a, a, um, a purple covered twi'lek singing, and it's meant to like giving you the experience of being there. But the camera's way too close that I feel like I'm walking up right up to her face and going, yeah. "Hi, are these <laughs> one of the activities?" Changes coming, something new is in the air. Something just awakened in him. There you are. Oh my gosh. I was just in there. The lights oh were gosh. low. And this performer just came out of nowhere. You just met. The lights were low. <laughs> What is going to happen at this hotel? I'm not used to low lights. <laughs> All of my activities have good lights. Let's get you back to the launch pod in your home planet. Sounds great. All right. Yeah, you need to send this kid back to his home planet. Because <laughs> it sure as hell ain't Earth.
Well, I'm sold. <laughs> they, they, they need to have a quiz down at the end of this. Did this make you want to go more? Uh, amazing. Like it's like yeah, I'm not going. Like this, like mm. so, I'm just here to enjoy that. I that that was made and put out and then hit publish. Mm-hmm. Um, book now. Uh, Dom, you have got to go right this second yeah. on the minute to record <laughs> the new Star Wars uh, Underworld. Do you want to give a quick sizzle, buddy? Yeah, we're going to be talking about a, a lot of the same things that we talked oh, about here. No. <laughs> uh, we'll be getting into a lot of the Book of Boba Fett stuff, breaking down those TV spots from this week. Uh, also talk about um, the, those casting rumors that we didn't have time for here, and we might uh, have a quick look at that video again. So, Welcome uh, to the new world. Everybody's going to be grooving. Uh, so, uh, yeah, come oh on over. Oh, my gosh. We're... <laughs> oh, my gosh, there's more lights. <laughs> So we'll have so many activities for you all. So uh, that's on the Star Wars Underworld YouTube channel, as well as uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. It'll be available there tomorrow and uh, yeah, live uh, shortly on the uh, on the YouTube channel. So just click over from this. All right. Well, clearly this episode's gone on long enough. So may that force be with you. Thanks, Dom. That was terrific. Thank you. Great fun. <laughs> Awesome. I totally pushed the wrong button. I normally <laughs> go to that. Sorry. I, 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 you were, you got cut off from saying it's a trap and, and, and I was, I was just worried you were going to berate me on the private chat. <laughs> so I, I messed up the end. Say, say your little catchphrase. Go on. It's a wrap. All right. Great. All right. <laughs> chill out. Remember you're Canadian, right? Got some activities I got to go do. All right. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.